Recorded live. Hello there, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris.
Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello there. Hello there. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello. Yeah, hopefully we can get Al back on. Hello, Chris. Al, can you hear me? Al, can you hear me? Okay, hold on. Okay. I think we have some technical problems going on, so hold on one second. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the host of the show, Al Covet. You're on. All right. Hello, folks. Greetings this evening, the third day of December, 2015, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I will say a prayer, and uh, if you all ever prayed serious, you better be praying tonight. You better be praying from now on very seriously. Uh, we've come to the beginning of the end here. It starts in America. Let's bow before the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus, the only begotten Son of the living God. Lord, forgive us our sins, trespasses, words, or deeds, that we might come holy and sanctified before your altar to bring these 
knees before your throne, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us, and we thank you for what you've done in the past, present, and what you're doing in the future, because we know that what you promised you're able to perform. Father, this night we ask you to remember Israel in the middle of this trauma that's going on over there. We ask you to be with Prime Minister Netanyahu. We ask you to be with Reuben Rivlin, the president of the country, and his aide, uh, Dolinsky. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would save the Jews in America from the coming Holocaust, as many as you can save, Lord, that you might spare the very elect and the elect according to your will, Lord. We pray tonight, Lord, for Scott's mom, and we pray for Harriet out in uh, Sheboygan. We pray for Stan and his situation. We pray for the Johnsons out in Arizona. We pray for Linda, for Tammy, Austin, Myron, and Ted, Lord. We pray for Catherine. We pray for John and Jean, Justin, Aaron, Ed, and Scott, and the others, Lord. And if there be one that's not saved, Lord, may, they, may you save that soul at any cost, at any cost. We pray for Rosemary tonight. We pray for Jim and Phoebe. We ask that Jim and Phoebe, we pray for us, Lord. We pray for Isaac, Lou, and Nisa. That those folks down in uh, South America would pray for us as we pray for them and their children. We pray for Elizabeth and Herbert, for Jack and LaDonna, for Bob and Norma, especially Shane, Tony and Caroline, and especially Caroline, Lord, with this cancerous thing. But, Lord, her soul is more important than the healing of the cancer, Lord. We ask you to save her soul at any cost. We pray for Brian. Thank you, Lord, for getting him back on his feet. Back to work. We pray for Dawn and Dave, for Sarah, Ted, and Karen over the land of Sinim. We pray for my son Donald. We plead the blood of Jesus, both for him and for Mike and David. We pray for Kathy and Joyce. Lord, we also pray for uh, Roger. We pray for Linda. We pray for Pat. We pray for Ted and Matt, Kelly, Teddy, and Kristen. We pray for Susan in Chicago, for Mike, Bill, and Mike and Bill up in New Hampshire. For Milton and Bailey and Autumn, Lord, you know the condition of their souls. And their mother and their wife, the wife would like to see them saved, Father. Pray for Mary in Washington and Mary and Marjorie over in the uh, land of Scotland. Be with them, Lord, in their widowhood. Watch over them, Lord. And pray for Jonathan up in Garrett County. And once again, remember Susan out in Chicago. We pray for David and Cheryl in South Carolina. We pray especially, Lord, for another request that Steve, Judy, and Idaho, for Vera in Kansas, Lord. Steve up in uh, up in uh, Idaho and and and, Ju- and Vera in Kansas, Lord, be with them this night, Lord, in their old age, O oh God. And Father, we see these things coming to pass in our country. Lord, wake our people up to pray early in the morning. Get them out of bed, Lord, to pray. Have them read their Bible and pray every day and fast when you tell them. We ask you to bless this producer tonight and this program, the listeners, and the network. And, Lord, we would come against the power of Satan in any condition or any form, that you would, you would keep him, Lord, away from these that we're praying for. And, Lord, send laborers into the harvest to touch these that we have prayed for this night. We ask it all in Jesus' name for the glory of his kingdom. Amen and amen. All right, the folks, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to read from Romans, the first chapter. And, of course, many of you know what that is. But our nation is being judged. And I'm going to show you one of the reasons. 
Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom ye are also the call of Jesus Christ. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank you, my God, through Jesus Christ, for all you, for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. And that's why we pray on this program every time, folks. Make a request if by any means, now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oft times I purpose to come unto you, but was led hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among the Gentiles. I am bitter both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. Now, that chapter, verse 15 and 16. For as much as, as it is in me, I, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Of Christ is missing in most Bibles. Okay? For it is the power of God and the salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the to the Greek. That is, he's talking about Gentile. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The gospel of Christ gives you all good things, okay? But it hasn't been preached recently in any kind of power at all, the past 25 years at least. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. God it is found three times for the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's got seven letters, divine perfection, seven. So they, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. These are the things that start happening terribly when the gospel of Christ is not preached in its power and the dynamic which is in it from the Word of God, which is the authorized version. And these terrible things that are coming are as a result of the gospel of Christ being watered down by perverted Bibles and perverted songs in the, in the churches. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Preaching Greek and Hebrew from the pulpit when nobody understands it? 
They wonder why the church is going to the dogs, but they don't even know it's going to the dogs. They preach about the great falling away when they're part of it. They are expressly part of the great falling away. They are the falling away, but don't even know it. And it says, and change the glory of the un- of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man, into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. All these, I don't go to movies, but there's all these crazy movies out there. You know, four-footed beasts and creeping things and all kinds of weird stuff. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women it changed the natural use into that which is against nature. They were saying tonight on the local news that there's a shortage of embryos to have babies. That's because the lesbians want to have a child here and there, and there are no embryos. The race will not continue unless man and woman are married and children can be recreated, procreated. It says here, and likewise also the man is leaving the natural use of the woman, okay? God said, man and woman shall be one flesh, to cleave to each other, man and wife. They burned in their lust to one to another, men with men working that which is unseemly. Hey, I'm not reading the Old Testament. I'm reading the New Testament, the New Covenant. Okay, it's in there too. That which is unseemly is same-sex relationships. And receiving in themselves the recompense of their era, which was me. It says they're receiving just recompense, and it's due them. For what they're doing, according to God, not me. I'm just reading the book, man. And even as they did not retain, like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters and inventors of evil things. If they, if they just go around using their time to think up evil things, it says. This means the parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection. There we go. There it is again. Mentioned at least three times. Implacable, unmerciful, unmerciful. There are 23 things in that set of scriptures we're talking about. And 23 leads to death. 23 is death. And those things lead to spiritual death, and many of them lead to physical death. We're doing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Ah, there's the death. I just mentioned the number, but there's the word death. Not only do, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. We've arrived, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. On the 18th and 19th, the night of the 18th and 19th, at the airport in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, two guys were watching about 
six planes, UPS cargo planes, United Postal Service cargo planes, unloading unloading passengers into 30 buses, 30 tour buses, 50-some to a, to a bus. That's around 1,600 people. And they started off eastbound on that, from that airport, and they mentioned the tag numbers. And you, I sent the thing out on the Internet. I sent it out. You can see the bus right in front of the guys. The two guys are witnesses in the car. No doubt in my mind, from all intelligence indicators, those 1,600 people were going to, to IGMR. That's Indiantown Gap Military Reservation right near Annville, Pennsylvania. It's now called Fort Indiantown Gap, Pennsylvania. And it's own zip code, right? And I sent a letter out. I said, if there's any military guys out there, you need to go, if there's a DOD sticker on your car, you need to go on the base. Be looking around because they're going to have to uh, indoctrinate and brief those people before they assimilate them into American society. Be looking for an off-limits area and be watching for helipad. You can get into the off-limits area. That's up to you. But uh, you'll surely find an off-limits area where they're hiding these people. And there have been several clandestine operations, clandestine operations out of Indiantown Gap over the past few years. There's been spooky stuff going on up in there. It's right up against the, the mountains. Appalachian Mountains go right up behind it. The firing ranges, in fact, go right up against the mountain. I was there for two weeks. I experienced the place. We had a sign in the mess hall, take what you want, but want what you take. The barracks for World War One stuff, we were there. The one-story buildings they used in World War One. But they probably build other buildings there now. But I'm sure you're going to find an off an off limits area, and you'll find things going on in there if you got guts to do it. Anyhow, these people have been already they're bringing them. They're talking about bringing them. When they talk about bringing them, they're already bringing them. When they talk about something going on in the country, it's going to come to pass. It's already been going on for maybe years, a couple of years before they tell you on the news. And we are facing this thing. Sister, Sister Elizabeth warned us. She said, Al, there's a mall in Washington of some kind. It's, it's all green grass. There's no shops. There's no stores. It, it's grass. That's right. It's the National Mall between the Monument and the Capitol Building. Between the Monument and Monument Capitol Building is a reflecting pool. If you go down towards the Lincoln Memorial, you'll find the Vietnam War Memorial. Also, you'll find the World War II Memorial, and it has Franklin Roosevelt's speech on the 8th of December, 1941. What we're going to do, the Japanese, the day of infamy. And he sends these things, and he says, we'll do these things, so help us God. That's the last four words of his speech. I've got it on tape, on a video. Those four words are missing from the World War II Memorial. So help us God, I'm missing. 
I wouldn't be surprised if somebody go up there and spray paint the place, but uh, it sure won't be me. <clears throat> so help us God. They took off the four words. May God have mercy on this nation. They took the Ten Commandments out of Montgomery. They unseated Judge Moore, which is illegal. He got reelected, by the way, a few years later. Alabama's paying a terrible price. The judgment is falling. And I've got some things to read to you. Freedom gone, October 15, 2015. The word monstrosity refers to the conglomerate of the United States. All that is coming upon monstrosity is grief and woe, saith the Lord. All her portion is more and more the team of despair. Though she will continue to search frantically for pleasures and amusements to occupy the hearts and silence the fears of the populace, the disintegrating economy and worrisome world events will keep things rolling throughout this nation. There is no more peace left in monstrosity, and all her distractions put together will not succeed in hiding that fact. The one reason she is responding eagerly to the supposed groundswell of public enthusiasm for legalizing marijuana and decriminalizing certain other drugs a drug-addled people cannot be vigilant to guard their rights or defend themselves against predators. Those who are bent on rendering themselves happily unaware of danger can put up no resistance toward it. This makes the way much easier for the beasts who hope to prey upon the, them unobserved and uncontested. The ones who think they are being given a benefit have instead been handed the blindness and stupefaction that lead to an unresisted death and their glad self-indulgence will end in the pit of despair and hopelessness. Trading freedom, trading freedom for change and wisdom for folly is the commerce beasts and monsters love best. They delight in knowing they are tricking the ones who say they see clearly and well. Like, like satanic spirits inspiring them, they delight in the irony of knowing they fill their willing, fill willing hands with only emptiness and watch appreciatively as chains become the apparel of choice for a people once free. They are busy devising new plans for new change, for freedom gone is never enough for them. They will not be satisfied until slavery itself is toasted everywhere as the best freedom of all. Folly the greatest wisdom, the death and death the life everlasting. See you and know that see and know that monstrosity is insane, saith the Lord. In the midst of her raising insanity, keep calling out to the ones who will hear. Use your time to remind your countrymen that freedom cannot be found anywhere but in me, capital M. Tell them that monstrosity's plans are always meant for their destruction, and tell them to flee from rank despair to the hope of their lives, capital H-O-P-E, okay? Tell them to come to the one who, one capital who, W capital. The one who is waiting to free them from every chain. Thus saith the Lord to his watchmen, Amen and Amen. A Greater Insanity, October 10th. The grip of insanity on your land will grow stronger until it becomes unbearable, saith the Lord. Those who expect reason to assert itself and who think things will settle down soon are going to be disappointed, for reason is unreasonable to the beasts in power now. 
and nothing will settle down but a blanket of a greater insanity. In these days, madness disguised is becoming the normal response to everything. Everywhere in your land, unreasonable responses are being made to simple issues. Obvious truths cannot be seen by blinded, beastly eyes. Insanity always leads to oppression, and blindness begets more blindness. Your people have nothing to look forward to but oppression, repression, and woe. Even now, the insane are spreading their insanity with every response they give, and insanity has become the official policy of your dark nation. Laws of insanity ensure that insanity will flourish well in the land. Everything monstrosity does is insane, so do not expect reason or sense from her. See her increasing madness in every new mad law she writes. Understand that her insanity is the product of all the choices she has made herself. Beware of the insanity now swirling around you in these days and keeps issuing the call to your countrymen to come out of a madness and flee to me. Keep issuing this call, folks, to your countrymen. Come out of her and flee to me, M-E, capital M-E. Thus said the Lord to his watchmen. Now in November, all freedom is gone. She drinks blood. I told you once the monstrosity, and it is still true. More so, says the Lord, and more so. She is a bloody and unscrupulous foe now to all who serve unrighteousness, to all who serve unrighteousness, and she shows an increasingly evil response to all who stand in her way. Yeah. George Bush said, let's not believe he's conspiracy theories. Yeah. The whole thing of 9 was a conspiracy. She will tolerate no opposition to her agenda and her goals, and she will step on the ones who choose to walk in a different way. Or a different way, especially if the way is mine, capital M. Her distaste, distaste for reminders that there is a God caused her to act with repression and revulsion toward my people, and she sees them as blocks on the perfect society she is creating or trying to create. She is making it clear she will not wait much longer to begin her campaign against them. She is a blood and living monster eager to feed on my loved ones. Capital M. She's insane. Those who do not recognize her for what she is will go on believing things are the way they have always been. That's what it said. You know, since the fathers fell asleep, folks, all things continue as they were. That's not so. They will continue moving through their lives with the expectation of those who live in a land of liberty. Try that again. They will continually, they will continually moving through their lives, move through their lives with the expectations of those who live in a land of liberty. Not until the evidence is overwhelming will they realize what a shock that they now dwell in a prison, dwell in a prison where the price of what the keepers call freedom is wearing a muzzle and a chain. Monstrosity has taken all the freedom, but multitudes have not even noticed it is gone. That's right. You know right now in this state it takes 12 pieces of paper, plastic, or metal to drive your car? Just to drive your car. It takes two license plates and four stickers. That's six pieces right there. Piece 
driver's license, seven. Registration, eight. Insurance, nine. And a certificate in your glove box, ten. It takes an inspection sticker on your car, eleven. Inspection receipt inside the glove box. That's twelve, almost thirteen. If you live up in Northern Virginia, you have to have a pollution sticker on your car. Pollution inspection. In your glove box, you've got to have a certificate. You have to have a title in your car. It's about 14. You have to have a title someplace. You don't have to have it in the car, but you have to have it. Virginia, you inspect your car every year. That's not freedom anymore. doesn't take anything to ride a horse. They tried to register the tractors in this. The Democrats wanted to register tractors. Folks, these folks that came up came ashore at the airport in Harrisburg on the 19th and the 18th, this is not new. This has been going on since, since back in the 94, 95. Friend in Mesquite, Texas, he saw three guys sitting in black uniforms and said, State Police. He said, Hey, who are you guys in them State Police uniforms? They didn't say nothing, they just looked down at their coffee. To the Starbucks. Hey, where did you get them black police uniforms and state police? They got up and walked out, got in their Chrysler vans and drove off. A few weeks later, he saw four women, big, heavy set, tough ones. Same thing on a uniform, state police. Oh, man. So. Anyhow, he saw these uniforms. They asked him, what are you doing with those state police uniforms on? And uh, these women got up and walked out and got in their Chrysler. Not Dodge vans, the Chrysler vans that you paid for. Or that they borrowed, that the government borrowed the money to pay for them. There's all kinds of things happening. I'll tell you what happened out in Wyoming a few years back. Two helicopters crashed, and there's a fleet of helicopters going across country over, over Rock Springs, Wyoming. And two of them wrapped rooters, a white one and a black one. The white one was a DOE, Department of Energy helicopter. And 11 guys went out there with their cameras to check it out. And General Banish of Wyoming, the guard commander, had been told to send some troops out there to guard the area, keep the choppers, keep anybody away from them. These 11 guys showed up with their cameras. And this lieutenant grabbed the first camera and bashed it. And then he saw there were five more cameras. So he said, hey, I'm out of here. Let's go. He, he, he got his men and left. And two C-130s landed in the desert right there shortly while them guys were still there. They didn't hear from them for two weeks. And four of them came back, and they wouldn't talk. They would not talk. The man told me they wouldn't talk. They wouldn't say about no and say nothing. Where's the other six guys? Nothing, he wouldn't say. A few days later, the other six came back, but there was one missing. And I said, right off the bat, I told the guy, you know what happened? I said, they shot those guys in those black 130s, C-130s, they shot one of those guys in front of the other 10. So they shut up. Sure enough, that's what happened. 
One of them never came back. The one there was one from Colorado Springs who never came back. So I got a, a, a two a, a, about a twenty minute phone call, and I called up to the Wyoming senators up there. And uh, the one with, the one the senator in Wyoming that had Craig in his name. Uh, I called his office, and I got this real. This intern who was really hot to go on it. Man, I'll check this all out. So I'll check it out, man. I'll check it out. Okay. About two hours later, the man called me back to Wyoming. Man, what are you doing, Al? What do you mean? You got to get me killed. I said, like what? What'd you do, man? I said, well, I called you. I called the state senator. You're a senator. U.S. senator. Oh, man. He says, Al, don't do that. Did some guy call me with a broken accent and voice? What you doing, man? They're going to get you. Call up here to the call up to Washington. Can spill everything up here. Don't do don't, don't do any more favors, man. Please. <laughs> I didn't mean to get him in trouble, but this guy was a new guy in the office up there on Capitol Hill, and he was gonna. He heard about it and. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't believe in what I was saying. And he he went and checked on what happened when the chief of staff in the office heard it. He said, "Hey, shut up about that. Who called you?" And he told him what he knew. And of course, there was a threatening call made to my contact out in in uh, Wyoming. Folks, this stuff is not new. It's going on. We had, uh, way back, we had, uh, when they were searching for Eric Rudolph down in, uh, outside in North Carolina, he was supposed to be a guy who put a backpack of some kind of bomb off. We don't, can't be sure he even did that. There are so many false flag episodes and incidents that they create and have actors act out some of the stuff. And, uh, my buddy was down there and he saw these. American Special Forces guys going through the, the town and going into the woods looking. He said, hey, man, he says, have you got any Russians with you? Yeah, we got one. We got some. He said, there comes one of them right now in that uniform over there. He says, and I got to go. See you later. Nice. I'm glad you called me. And he says, and he said, thanks for asking about my sister-in-law and about my wife and myself. I said, sure, sure good seeing you again. And off he went. He's he's doing a bogus subject for the meeting they just had. So, you know, this 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 kind of stuff is going on all over the place. I mean, I took a picture of a of a regional policeman in January of '94. I happened to have to go to Pennsylvania to get a door for my stove. Stove door walked a little bit, and I had to get a new stove, and I had to drive it to Pennsylvania. And I stopped back in New York, Pennsylvania, on right Route 30, US 30, and I saw a regional police car, and I took a picture of it. It was gold, a black police car with gold letters. And I was uh, riding the bus to Texas for going to, going to a meeting out there, and the lady says, "Where'd you get that picture?" I said, "York." Man, I live in York. She said, "That's a nasty cop." They shove people around. And then I was at a, at a place passing out literature one day, and the guy says, where'd you get that picture? I said, I took it in York. Man, I live there. He said, that, those cops are bad. 
Those kind of cops are not good cops. We don't like them. I got two witnesses. A lot of Americans, they're hiring. They got six programs that fund these policemen. Now, most Americans say, well, they, you know, if, they, if they ban a gun, the American cops ain't going to take the guns. They're not going to take the guns. Some will, but most won't. Oh, they're not going to use Americans. They're going to use foreigners. And we don't know that those people the other day that landed at Harrisburg, we don't know that they weren't foreign policemen with their weapons and everything. It was dark, and all they could see was all these, these planes loading these people into these buses right near the right. The buses were right there on the edge of the apron. People walking right into the buses. They weren't getting to the terminal. They got into the buses and went off. This is terrible what's going on from Turkey. Turkey has allowed all of these refugees and immigrants right through their country. Turkey wants to get rid of them. They don't want them. They don't go into Macedonia. They don't go into Greece. Go to the island of Lesbos, Samos. Once they get to those Dodecanese islands, they're under the Greeks' control. They can also go to Bulgaria, into Bulgaria, and then from there they walk up into Croatia and into across Yugoslavia, old Yugoslavia, which is broken all up into Herzegovina and Croatia and Bosnia. They walk into Hungary, and then they cut into Aust- cut over into Austria. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of them. And now they're going to bring them here. The Lord showed this sister that they're going to change laws. It's going to make it visible for us. And all these shoot 'em ups. Every the news is nothing but shoot 'em ups, shooters. It's all is on there. It's on BBC. It's on Deutsche Welle or DW TV. At the same time, it's being played on all the major news channels. BBC, British Broadcasting Company, and, and the Deutsche Welle, which means Deutsche Welle, German Wave, they're, they're talking about the same stuff. CBS, NBC spent 20 minutes of an hour on all the shooting mugs. Andy Hook, the school was abandoned in 2008. Sandy Hook supposedly had a shooting incident there. It was not. It was a FEMA drill. And the press played it up as a real thing. When they don't have a shooting, they make one up and put actors and TV stuff. This is real, folks. Well, let me explain something to you. On the 19th of April of 1993, David Koresh's compound burned down in Texas, Waco. In July, a friend of mine from Culpeper, Virginia, was up on the range at Quantico, KD range, known distance, and he was shooting with an FAI agent next to him in the next slot. said, hey, what did you guys do down there at Waco? And the FBI agent said, man, we didn't do that. We were backed off on the 49th day. Our guys down there were back. My buddy was down there. They got, they got backed off on the 49th day, and some people come in with tanks and guns and burned that place down. It was Task Force 6 out of Fort Hood, Texas. Partnership for Peace, PFP. 
a nurse said to me, one of the meetings I was in in 98, he said, Al, I'm a nurse in Kansas City. He said, one day four, four Russian soldiers came in there with blue helmets and uniforms, and one of them had a broken hand, and he had an HMO card, blue and white, and said, Partners for Peace on it. It's a, it's a legal HMO card to get free medical care. Well, not free, you're paying for it, you know. She said, those guys came in there, and we treated them. Man, this was way back before 1998. I was at Dulles Airport, and I noticed two great, huge, white Luftwaffe Airbuses sitting out on a tarmac. I went in the terminal. I was waiting for someone to come, arrive, and here stands two, two civilians and about 200 German soldiers wearing Flectar uniforms, that's the Flectar camo, and the officers were in civilian clothes, and I started talking to them. And they said, oh, you speak pretty good German. I said, nein, nein. You speak a Deutsch, probably you speak in English. I speak German, but I think in English. <laughs> it comes out, and they understand me, but it's, you know, grammars. I can convey all the thoughts, but they're kind of, you know, I, the, the adjectives and the verbs are reversed, you know, and it's kind of funny. They, I said, by the way, uh, <clears throat> now they didn't have, they just, these guys had their packs. They didn't have any weapons. I said, you guys are here for training, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. I said, uh, hmm. Did you hear for uh, training and all that? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well. I said, you're also here for urban pacification operations, aren't you? And he stopped. He would not answer me. That's going door to door, folks. Roadblocks and all that other good stuff. I said, I saluted him, took my heels, which I can do. Guten Tag, mein Herr. Good day, sir. I'm off. Herr Oberst. Herr Oberst, that's Sir Colonel. I walked off. They had a squadron of Transall 160s. Looked just like 130s, but they got two engines. And they're right out there by the fence. I was 25 feet from one of them. And his nose up to the fence about 30 feet away. I could see the pilots looking at me. I took the pictures. I put them on a couple of videos. And I slew them and didn't about face and walked off. What are they doing here? Flying logistics. Flying logistics to support. This is how it's going to be. They had a huge, two huge, two huge buildings out there, like the size of a, a 747 hangar looked like. And it said German military rep. Had a little kiosk there with uh, gold, white, and red. The German national color. Huge, huge. How many troops do you have to have in a country to have that big a building with a German flag flying on one flagpole, American flagpole on the, flying on the other, and the middle, middle flagpole didn't have anything on it? Well, that would be a UN flag one day. This stuff's going on, folks. It's going on in our country. I mean, there are crematory, crem, cremation convoys 
with six vehicles. They have two, three, the first three vehicles will be these great big uh, Dodge. They look like uh, sitting living vans, you know, they've got old folks. They've got high ceilings on them. And behind that will be a truck, a semi with a, a smokestack on the back right rear corner. Behind that will be an ambulance with a red cross and a white circle. And behind that will be a Humvee with a machine gun shrouded. And that's been seen out in out west, and that's been seen right here in Virginia. This is what's happening in our country. It just happens all the time. In fact, uh, at White's truck stop on I-81 back in 07, there was uh, four big Dodge vans, 10-passenger vans out there, and there were 40 guys with black uniforms in White's truck stop eating. And there's a gun display there. That the owner has a World War II gun display. And there's one guy in black. He was standing there, and this guy talked in America said, Hey, nice guns, huh? Yeah, nice guns, yeah. What are you guys doing here? None of your business. Oh. Well, you must be training. Yes, we are, but that's none of your business. And about that time, he said, Hey. You heard a guy hollering, Drastically, let's go, you know. The guy turned and walked off in a foreign language. Let me see if I got the uh, thing about Carol Ann Goatbaum, how she was murdered. In October of 2007, an African Jewess named Carol Ann Goatbaum was at the Phoenix Airport. And this is what Ed Parker writes to an Arizona paper. <clears throat> Dear editor, Carol Ann Goodbaum is dead. She was from South Africa. She was Jewish. For days on end now, we have watched the media and various spokespeople and ex- experts assert that she appeared to have strangled herself and that the police did not use excessive force and that she was distraught and possibly suicidal and, of course, she was on her way to rehab. Now, she got up the to the TSA place, and she was late, and they were they were, they were taking their time. She's going to miss her flight, and she started getting mouthy. And they just grabbed her up there and dragged her down to a cell, okay? Every, every evidence to make to portray her as a raving lunatic who probably deserves to die at the same time, we have been assured and reassured on all fronts that people that took her into custody did nothing wrong. But Carol Ann Goodbaum, nevertheless, is dead. Now, when I was in Denver, folks, there was a cop walked up to me in 98 and said, we've got uh, this, 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 what I'm reading happened in October 2007. He said, "There's we've got 12 cops here on this police force, Alice, that are Russians, and we don't like them, but we can't do anything about it. We can't do anything about it. We don't want them, but they're here. Now, Caroline Goatbaum is dead. And this happened at the, at the Phoenix Airport called Sky Harbor Airport. There are a few basic facts which have been summarily ignored by every talking bubblehead and apologist for the police. 
Now, this guy doesn't know that there's foreign cops out there, okay, that's writing this, this dead fellow. Fact number one, when a person is taken into custody, the responsibility for the safety of the person is custody in custody is immediately transferred to the agency doing the taking. This is why a cop will put his hand on the head of an arrested person as he, he or she is put into the squad car. This is why all sharp objects and other implements which the detainee can use to hurt himself or herself or others are removed from the detainee's possession prior to being placed in a holding cell. This is why police routinely radio the time and mileage on their police cars when transferring subjects from a crime scene to a jail cell or courtroom or other official facility at the beginning and at the end of the ride. Number two, every square foot of every major airport is under video surveillance. Right. The IT or telecommunications surveillance industry, of which I'm a veteran, there's an old saying that in an airport, everyone is a movie star. This is especially true of security areas, and any holding cell in any airport is certainly a security area. This, there's a video of Carol Goodbaum in her holding cell. There absolutely must be. Fact three, the opinions of various, quote, experts, unquote, as to whether or not police use excessive force are irrelevant. Carol Ann Goodbaum is dead, D-E-A-D. She died in custody. Somebody is responsible, and all the glib and reassuring claptrap spewing forth from the media does nothing to negate the fact that Carol Ann Goodbaum is dead. If police and personnel of Sky Harbor Airport wish to be exonerated of responsibility of her death, there's only one way to accomplish that. Show us the video of Carol Ann Goodbaum strangling herself in her holding cell and then tell us how she was able to accomplish it under the supervision and this type of state-of-the-art surveillance. Until that happens, the public must understand that flying, or trying to, just got a whole heck of a lot more dangerous than it ever was, and not because of some nebulous threat of foreign terrorism. Otherwise, he's saying somebody killed her. fellow lives in Cornville, Arizona. Now, here's my write-up of the story. Jewish Caroline Goodbaum murdered. Holocaust II has surely begun in the USA. Judy compels me to write this. According to my written records, Ms. Goodbaum, Mrs. Goodbaum, 45 years old, married a mother of three, was arrested on Friday the 20th of September. Well, I put my report out on 28th of the... Uh, uh, 28th of... Uh, 29th of yeah, I got the, uh, of October, of September, and I updated the 6th of October. But this this happened at the Sky Harbor International Airport. An email from South Africa advised me she was Jewish and from South Africa. Video clips clips show she was arrested by what appears to be U.S. personnel while at the same time screaming, "I'm not a terrorist!" Arriving somewhat late, she had vigorously complained about being taken off a flight. Thus, most likely but I have no proof of this, she was going to miss her connection to South Africa, even though press info said she was booked on a later flight. Yeah, too late. So she was changing airplanes. She was probably changing airlines, airlines, and they don't wait for you, man. You've got different airlines. According to, I've, been, I've been in 34 countries. I know about airplane flights, okay? Video clips show she was arrested by what appears to be U.S. personnel. According to the press, Officers handcuffed her and took her to a holding facility where she kept screaming. They checked her when she became quiet and found her unresponsive. 
says Phoenix Police Sergeant Andy Hill. Unresponsive folks mean she was dead. Later they were piling on press reports and New World Order tech. New World Order tactic to demonize a person. That's what this guy Ed was telling us. They said she was nuts and all that. But she was a drug addict, not. Let's see what really happened. We have again confirmed Homeland Security Airport detention cells. This is the second report of detention cells that I know about. In 1998, I was in Phoenix on a speaking tour with the Prophecy Club when I filmed the video straight from the Joint Chiefs and Black Operations and Prophecy. During the break, one of those, two, of, of those two lectures, a Phoenix policeman walked up to me and said, Al, we have 12 Russian cops on the force. That's 12 Russians too many, but we can't do a thing about it. Folks, these were the foreign cops I've been warning about. That I warned State Police Commander Wayne Huggins in April 94, who under Bill and Hillary's shadow government, under their reign, would be sent here as our troops were being all deployed overseas. Furthermore, in 2001, I was advised by an obviously fearful Jewish, once messianic, believing female lecturer that she'd been told by a U.S. intelligence agent that her name had been found on an intercepted list of names. A week later, two FBI agents contacted her and further advised they had access to an intercepted plan wherein U.N. cops would be stationed at U.S. international airports for the express purpose of apprehending fleeing Jews. This is, this, that is when the Muslims riot and when the Jews try to leave the U.S. Be advised, the black operations foreigners operating in the U.S. must use commercial communication systems and circuits. Thus, are subject to NSA intercepts, although, they, of course, they're now they're using the Internet. They're working on the Internet. The intercepting good guys might not be able to determine from whence these communications came. Now, Jewish folks, the TSA X-rays will now catch anybody leaving here with their valuables. Even if they're stashed in body cavities. Well, this is what happened to her out there. And uh, look, folks, I didn't come, I didn't get on here tonight to scare you. But if you don't have a lot of faith packed into your skull and into your spirit, you're going to be afraid. How do you combat that? It's very simple. You start reading the King James Bible about three or four chapters every day out loud. Read them to yourself out loud, and don't be don't let your mind go wandering off. Read out loud and comprehend and record and remember what you're reading. You have got to get up in the morning and pray. I why do you keep talking about this, Al? Because most of you probably ain't doing it. I've only heard one listener to this program ever call me and tell me. Al, I've been getting up in the morning, like you said, and the Lord's been showing me all kinds of stuff, especially out of the Bible. And I can even hear him speak once or twice about small things for that day. So it's just like you said, it works. You need to be up praying. You know, if you don't talk to the Lord a little bit, how are you going to expect him to talk to you? And then you open your King James authorized version. Well, the authorized King James Version, once upon a time called the Authorized Version. In 1881, it was changed to the King James Version because the guys who wrote the new version said, we can't call that our Bible that revised version and still have an authorized version. That, that won't look right. So from 1881 on, it was called the King James Version. But it's still the Word of God, and it works. And 
forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. If you don't have a, if your Bible is not matched the forever settled word of God in heaven, you've got a counterfeit Bible. And before you know it, you're going to have a counterfeit church. Oh, there'll be lots of words preached. Amos 8, 11, 12, they go from the east to the west, searching for the words of the Lord, and they can't find them. The young virgins are fainting. The, the, the young, young believers are fainting for lack of hearing the words of the Lord. Oh, there's lots of words in these churches, but they're not the words of God. They're just words. Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He left the, most of the disciples sitting there, and uh, Jesus went off to get the temple guard to come arrest him. There were ten of them there. He took Peter and a couple others with him, and he started to pray and went back and found him asleep. Hey, come on, guys. Wake up and pray. Flesh is willing. Flesh is, spirit is willing, but flesh is weak. He goes off again and comes back a second time. Here they are sleeping. He goes off and prays some more, and they're sleeping again. He said, Peter, could you not wash with me one hour? Couldn't you wash with me one hour? I mean, you can't get up and pray for 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and read your Bible for 10, 15 minutes a day? 24 hours, if God required tithes on time, you'd have to pray for two hours and a half, or you'd have to go to church two hours and a half every day. He doesn't ask that. He just asks that you ought to give him a little bit of time every day, maybe an hour of 24 hours. Now, you can count that if you go to a decent church. You can count the church time as your, that's seven hours a week. Seven hours out of uh, how many hours there is? Huh? 24 hours times seven. Ask Peter, Peter, could you not watch with me one hour? And nevertheless, come on. They're coming to arrest me right now. And sure enough, there they came. So, you got, I mean, I'm telling you, I get up every morning. The Lord woke me this morning. What time was it? It was 5.25, I think. I'm not sure. But uh, i got to remember that. I take some cough syrup. <clears throat> I got up, I normally get up around 3, but I got up at 5. 19, I think it was. I get up and I pray. I pray for every person who's ever invited me to speak. And I pray for those people who are special prayer warriors. And I ask the Lord for those that I know pray. I ask, I ask them that the Lord will have them pray for me and my family. Since I'm praying for their family, I ask the Lord, I ask the Lord have them pray for, for me and my family. And the list is long. I'm talking about my doctors, talking about my relatives, my in-laws. Many I've met over the years, and I pray especially for those I know who pray, who I know pray. The Lord will anoint them to pray for me. Certainly, if I pray for them, you know, God is merciful. 
And if they're up praying, if I pray for them, they, they might pray that they'll pray for me while they're praying. <laughs> that's not being selfish. That's being smart. Okay? <clears throat> I pray for my dentist, even. My dentist. Hygienist. There she says. She's a wonderful person, and she says she's saved, and I, I don't doubt it. Uh, she told me, she said, you know, I used to be a, she used to be a waitress in this restaurant, 1993 and 4. She said, you, you, when you came in there, you were the only guy that came in there didn't talk a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of talk. I said, well, I'm glad you recognize that. Thank you, Jesus. All right, folks. This thing went on, and uh, this woman was murdered. happened in September of uh, 07. These cops are here, and there's more of them now. They're going to be the ones to do the dirty work. Obama's doing his best to ban the weapons, and all he got to do is, hit, is have a top-level Republican shot, and these round of Republicans will vote against weapons. We've lost our spiritual power. Perverted Bibles have no power. And the only other power is power, physical power, which comes out of a barrel of a gun. The founding fathers knew. And it, they, they knew this would happen one day or it might happen, and it's happening now. I'm going to pray for you and let you go. Father, we come to you now and once more in the name of Jesus, watching over those who have listened to the Lord, my producer. We pray, Lord, for those folks out there. Be with them. Wake them up early to pray. May they read their Bibles and have faith manifested in their spirits and in their souls that they be not fearful. Speak to them, Lord, as they pray. Touch their hearts and let that still, small voice be heard in their inner spirit that you can give them guidance. Thank you, Lord, for all these things and be with them till we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. And I say goodbye, folks. I say, I'm Israel Haitamid. Pray for Israel. Pray for me. I'm I'm mortal too, you know. See you all next time. In the name of Jesus. Bye bye. Thanks, Al. Ladies and gentlemen, it was Al Cuppet on Freedom Fighters for America World Radio. Stay tuned for up and coming shows. We thank you for tuning in to this episode, twelve three,
Freedom Fighters for America World Radio is sponsored by Freedom Fighters for America at www.freedomfightersforamerica.com. Thanks for tuning in.